Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Trek to the Holodeck, the definitive show when it comes to holodeck content. I'm Darius. I'm Jan. And I'm Dylan. <laughs> did that one real weird. I like that. Um, I like I like variation. I like variety. No, it's good. It's good. Hey, uh, on Trek to the Holodeck, uh, like Dylan said, we're the definitive holodeck podcast. And what we do is we are ranking, we are finding, and we are ranking every single holodeck episode in Star Trek canon. That's right. Uh, and if you're curious what the holodeck is, it is... TV, movies, VR, video games, all that stuff mashed up together, books. Uh, and that's how people like spend their time recreationally or perhaps for training and stuff like that in the Star Trek universe. Yeah. And if you – the way that we judge them, if you're wondering like what, what constitutes as a, a holodeck episode, we've got somebody walking past the holodeck and if they look in the holodeck and we see inside the holodeck – we're doing the episode, and if the episode takes place within the whole holodeck, then we are also doing the episode. So any holodeck, holodeck nuggets, we're doing them. Yeah, and we had to uh, figure out, you know, how are we going to rank these things? Like, what's the system that we're going to use? So we sat down in the lab, and we uh, researched and developed some uh, some classic <laughs> systems, but we finally we finally landed on uh, our our patent pending Drasks system, and that stands for dialogue, romance, action, suspense, camp, and stakes. Buddy, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> we will be ranking all of those on a scale of one to five treks. So you didn't say drama. You didn't say no. Drama. I didn't. It's incredible. I did it. But I thought about it right you beforehand. Did. You did. You, you paused. <laughs> so now that you know, now that you've been you've been waiting in line at the amusement park for over an hour and a half, you're finally at the front of the line. But well, hold they, on, th they're like, wait a second, don't don't get on the ride yet. Yeah. Uh -huh. What ride? What ride are you on? What ride? We're on the abandoned ride. Yeah. We're on the abandoned ride that just happens to be Deep Space Nine, Season 3, Episode 6. And it aired the 31st of October, 1994. And you with a, a blindfold on because it, it's your birthday. And they were like, <laughs> hey, like we're going to go on this ride. We're going to tell you what it is. And you just got the blindfold taken off. And you're like, oh, this is the, ep this is the episode. This is the ride that we're doing. Uh, so now... You, you've opened the gates. They've checked your height just to make sure everything's cool. You don't get flung out of the roller coaster, the ride, and you get buckled in. And the kachunk, the things come down over your shoulders. You're and, so excited. You're yeah, so you're excited. so excited to, you're excited to come with us on our. Click, 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 click. This is you going up the roller coaster and getting ready. Click, 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 Without them, even a holographic bullet can kill. It's all a holographic simulation. Please enter program. I was thinking of something a little more intimate. Program complete. You may enter. You should come out of it the same way. 
Like it just. And you come back out of it. You come back out of it like super soaked, and you didn't realize it was a water ride. You're like, yeah. why giggling. am I wet? And you're giggling, and your your like sixty seven year old dad is turned into a child, and you're like, oh, he's like, oh man, like let's do it again, let's do it again, and you're like, whoa, that is nuts. Very exciting. <laughs> I think I would do tons of roller coasters on the holodeck. I would. Oh, oh yeah. Because you couldn't like get fucked up, like. Roller coasters scare me because I don't want to get flung sure. out. You know, I did a, a project in middle school about uh, a history day project about uh, roller coaster fatalities for some reason. <laughs> I would never, that, that would ruin yeah. roller coasters. <laughs> and I was six years old, oh, not six years old, I was in sixth grade and I don't know why I did that. I've been scared of them. They're fun now though, I enjoy them. I did you guys ever play Roller Coaster Tycoon or any of those games? Oh, yeah. yeah. You know how sometimes if you over-designed your roller coaster, people <laughs> would fly off and die? Mm-hmm. Yep. I feel yeah. like I would do that in the holodeck, but for myself, and just have the safeties on. <laughs> and I just feel like, how how hard, how how much can I push this thing? Can I... <laughs> And there are things that you had to do too, like you know, there's there were structural limitations for like how high a thing could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But you could cheat it by like creating a hill or something or building yeah. it on a hill yeah. and just make yes. it go fast. It's like, yeah, I made a roller coaster that goes two hundred miles per hour. And <laughs> yeah, my roller coaster broke the speed of sound. It was sweet. <laughs> it was awesome. I I should have died. My neck should have snapped because of the G's. I wonder at one point, the like, the, the computer's like, literally, Jeez. I can't simulate this because you'll get an aneurysm. <laughs> they, they roll you up into Bashir's office from the hollow suite. Like, how often does that happen for Quark? And Bashir's like, what's this? What's going on here? It's like, well, this person has, a, he had a stroke. A brain aneurysm. Because they were playing Roller Coaster Tycoon in the hollow suites. And this. Uh. <laughs> The safeties were Anyways. on. The safeties are on, but it's still simulated <laughs> the speed of sound. Your brain, yeah. The safeties can't like protect your brain. The thing is, is like the the roller coaster, like everything that happened within the thing didn't cause any of this. It was literally how fast this person was was traveling. <laughs> I'm just imagining how many people have come out of the holotech catatonic. The holodeck, like, just completely catatonic. Like, they had, People like, a really fucked it. up brain experience. <laughs> <laughs> and they walk out, they're like, yep, Jimbo, never the same. Jimbo is never the same after that roller coaster experience in the holosuite. Um, anyways, this week we did, yeah, Deep Space. We returned to the Deep Space of Nine. Uh, and we so did comfortable. The Abandoned, which I forgot how much I actually remembered about this episode. Me too. Good one. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, like we said, it's season three, episode six, and it was written by D. Thomas May- Mayo and Mayo? Steve Womack. And this fun fact <laughs> is the only contribution they've ever made to television. The this, the whole concept of television in its entirety, this is their only contribution. They don't even own a television. They, they don't know. <laughs> they wrote, they're like, hey, should we write this script? And they did. Yeah. They submitted it, and I'm like, okay, I don't know what television is, but <laughs> I've never they're heard of the show. Amish. They're Amish, and they, they don't use technology, and they, they heard about TV from somebody, and they were like, let's write something for that thing we've never heard of. This is a thing they that I feel- a script that was handwritten. Yeah. It, like, <laughs> on, on yellow on notepad quill, paper. Tarantino yeah. status, just like, yeah, 100 
30 pages of written script. I feel like if we were bigger and we had like a research team, we would like track these people down. A producer. Yeah. Yeah. We would track these people down and we would get them on of like, hey, this was your only contribution to television. Totally. Let's you come on our fucking show? talk about it. Let's like, what was this like? Like, why did you guys decide to this, write this script? And that's yeah, it. Yeah, like, how? What, what was the case? Yeah, did was this just a submission for fun? Like, yeah. And then they would probably be like, "We tried to do more television, but they <laughs> yeah. fucking blacklisted us for some reason." <laughs> <laughs> they thought we were pro Jem Hadar. We said that we were communists. Yeah, and they just straight up blacklisted us. <laughs> That is insane, man. Yeah, Damn. wild. <clears throat> um, it was directed by Avery Brooks, our Whoa. Our, our captain, Captain yeah. Cisco. Um, was this, this the first was... time he's directed something? Second like, time. Cisco, the, the episode? Okay. Yeah. Second yeah. time. Uh, and he does it, and it nine was, times, I think. Yeah. It was nice that he directed it because it was um, like kind of uh, a Cisco dad episode, which is cool. And that's yeah. like a nice little, totally. little piece for him. Apparently, also I wonder what it'd he, be like to be on set with Avery Brooks directing you. <laughs> Yo, uh, he he would be coaching nuts. every actor to be like, just uh, go a little crazier, you know? Yo, man, I don't. Have you ever like heard him actually like taught like be a normal person? He is on. Uh, he's like galaxy brain, like next level shit. I love that. <laughs> There's an interview um, that I shared in the Discord actually for uh, William Shatner's captains and the interview with avery brooks is just avery brooks playing the piano and kind of doing weird jazzy stuff and every time shatner asks him a question he just looks at him and goes (laughs) and then just like keeps playing the piano and like just doesn't give him anything at all and you can see shatner being like what the fuck is going on a fucking documentary (laughs) about the captains what's going on here it's that's, really that, incredible. I love it. I, this is why I think that the, the Cisco show is not going to happen. happen. Yeah, I don't because think he wants he's, it back in. Yeah, I think he's crazy. And and it's like, oh, what what else is there to say? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. Um, the music is by our boy. Coming in at 180 pounds. <laughs> Jay Chetaway. Someday we're going to get the WWE guy to do these for us. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Hey, I hear Donald Trump's looking for a job. <laughs> DT. <laughs> this is airing a week after literally the day that it was announced that Donald Trump lost. Is, so yeah. <laughs> maybe by the time this releases, he'll have like actually committed a coup and will be you, looking yeah. like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> or tried to at least. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, so his his way of trying to commit a coup is just being like, I'm not leaving the White House. And then the military being like, we don't, oh, like we don't you. care about you. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're not our, like, you're literally not our boss anymore. Yeah, Genuinely. you're not cool, you man. You didn't get us into a war during your presidency we like we thought you were going to. That was our thing. <laughs> that was our thing. What have you done for me? Speaking of wars, we got a, a good guest guest star shout out to the teenager... The teenage oh, yeah. Jemhadar, uh, Bumper Robinson. What a name! That's a great name. <laughs> what a great name. What What I like, like about what? this little pe- what, about this character, by the way, good job, Bumper, is yeah. that <laughs> like twenty years later, Star Trek Sorry. Online, the video game, was like Deep Pool, 
we're going to get Bumper to reprise his role as this really? Jem Hadar character. That's what amazing. Yeah. They could have, you know, they could have done anybody else and nobody would have questioned it. But they're like, no, we're going to get the OG teenage Doesn't Jem his Hadar character Damn. come back a couple episodes later. Not I according thought. to Memory Alpha. Yeah. Okay. He does a lot For of some video reason, games I thought there was now. an episode where they like run into the Jem Hadar and they see like they see him. But I that was probably just me being like they should have done that. They probably sh- they should have done that. It should have been a sort of like it's like the end of uh, Saving Private Ryan when you yeah. know like the guy sees the German that he convinced everybody to let go <laughs> and he shoots him. Like Odo is yeah. like fuck, you killed like fifty Federation security officers. Oh I have gosh. to kill you. <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, it's like I'm a gem fact, That's just what I am. That's just fun, what I do. Fun fact about Bumper. Um, if you've played a video game in the past 10 to you've 20 years, voice. you've probably heard his voice. <clears throat> I love he's, that. I love yeah, that about video game voice so actors. Much. Like you're like, oh, I've heard that voice before. You check IMDb. It's like, I don't, I don't even know where to start. You've been doing this Seriously. for twenty five years. He's <laughs> and he makes his money doing that, man. Yeah, that's when he's uh, good. To on be him. honest, he's actually really good in this episode. I, I think yeah. he's a especially really for good a character actor. who literally does not have a name. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, um, Jill Sayer as Marta, the uh, Bajoran Dabo girl, and also very smart. We learn later down the line. Yeah, too. Yes. yeah. she's a poet. Or sorry, a writer, not a poet. Yeah. She's and, a writer. And I think in the later episode, it's revealed that Jake and her break up because she got into like a science, special Bajoran yeah. science yeah. institute. He's like, and oh, there's yeah, like a, a sad breakup episode where yeah. Jake's like, oh man, like super sad and bummy. Uh, Leslie Bevis as Rionage, who I don't think is named as in this episode. It's the character who sells the 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 freighter to okay. Quark. Uh, She's yeah. appeared in another episode before this, and then she's named in another episode down the line. But like, Got it. this episode starts very horny. I know we'll get into it, but like, I mean, yeah, yeah, insanely horny. <laughs> it's like Jake horny Marta, and then Quark. Quark's always horny with Rionage. Always. It it rivals that episode. Um, Meridian. Yeah, Meridian, the horniest episode of DS9 ever. It rivals that at the beginning, and then fizzles out a little bit. And finally, our last guest star shout-out is uh, Tom Morga, and he was the holographic Targaryen. I just wanted to put there, put that there because he was not credited, but he <laughs> oh. is on Memory Alpha. And I'm like, that dude just spent a day getting his ass beat by a guy in China. <laughs> like, that was his job. <laughs> was just... yep. So props to Tom Morga. Good work. Yeah. Thanks, bud. Much appreciated. <clears throat> So would you would you guys recommend this episode just for the holiday content? <laughs> no. No. Um, no. 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 You can't. I was thinking. I was thinking about it because we'll get into it more. But because when Kira comes in, the look on her face of like, <laughs> Odo, what the fuck Yo, are you doing right dude. now? I, was like, Odo, I don't think. Look, I'm literally a terrorist, Odo. <laughs> this is not the approach that's going to work best. <laughs> Uh, no, I would not recommend this. No, well, it's just they had the holodeck sw- set and they used it. Yeah, her yeah. face was like walking in on your friend, like playing a video game, but like a little too into it, and like yelling things that you're like, "Yo, dude, what the fuck, man? Like, yeah. relax. <laughs> Are you okay?" 
it's like watching somebody play Call of Duty as you know whatever the bad guys are. Yeah, <laughs> getting into it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, now for the second installment of our new uh, our new segment called This Week on, and this week on Dylan will be doing this week. Um, this week on is our new segment to. Uh, Stop us from going on way too long about what happened in the episode outside the holodeck. So we decided to try to challenge each other to do a summary of the whole episode in 30 seconds. And Dylan is taking the challenge this week. Woo! I'm really excited to be here. <laughs> I got the timer ready, buddy. All right, yeah, do, you, do you have anything you want to say to uh, your any friends or family before we start this? Um, hi, Mom. Uh... Uh, hi, Dad, and everyone at uh, Geraldine Elementary School. I'm doing this for you guys. <laughs> Jan will start the timer when you start. <laughs> Actually, I want you to give me the cue, and then I'll go, if that's okay. Three, two, one, go. Okay, Jake's dating a 25-year-old Dabo girl. That's what we got to get out, <laughs> like, right now. Uh, and then this kind of sexy lady comes up to Quark and is like, hey, buy this this uh this stuff and he buys the stuff but then he finds a baby in it and he's like oh man a baby what is this but then the baby starts growing really really fast and it ends up being a gem hadar and then uh odo starts taking care of it like it's his own and then gem hadar starts like beating the shit out of people because like it's war and stuff right. and Three, uh two, there's a dad scene one. with cisco no. that's it <laughs> dylan did way better than i did last I week i feel like i got the point across like i feel like i got it I, li- I like this trend th- so far that the first 10 seconds are effectively wasted on one concept. <laughs> <laughs> I feel and then like I, I you're stumbled. Like, um, uh, 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 what else happened? Okay. <laughs> I stumbled on the quirk stuff. I, I went a little bit too far into the quirk stuff, but I think I, I, think I got the point across <laughs> pretty good. Uh, that's oh great. God. Well, that's what did you guys like time. about this episode? I mean, I liked the I liked the ties that we get between Odo and the Jemadar teenager of like both being found uh, as kids and in, in this weird tie that they have between Odo being a founder and the Jemadar and Odo being so righteous, not righteous, but so like he wants to do the right thing by giving this Jemadar a uh, a shot, like at being just a regular person if they want it. They don't have to be uh, what they're pre-programmed to do. But then the episode takes a shit on that and goes, nope, everyone's (laughs) who they're pre-programmed to be. Sorry, Odo. Bye. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I know. I feel like I agree with you. This episode gives me the the heebie-jeebies in that sense because Star Trek is so positive often. And like, yeah, free will. Like, the I Borg episode in The Next Generation where Hugh decides, no, I'm mm-hmm. not going to be a Borg. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Like, I don't yeah. want to do that. This is what this episode models itself after. And then when Just unnamed teenage Hijam Hadar is like, no, I think I think I like to conquer and kill shit. I think that's only. <laughs> I mean, there, and then, could be an, there could be an argument for like. Because I I see this more as like I I want to live with my culture and I want to experience my culture like just as a metaphor like I see that more in this than just like people are who they you know are programmed to be personally 
Um, and I, I think there's an argument to be had for that message as like, I, I want to like experience my culture because like, I don't get it here. You know, that I can see that until the very end when the Jem Hadar goes like, well, this has just taught me that everybody is my enemy. Yeah, that's true. And it was like, yeah. oh, so now you're yeah, just you're reinforcing right. these. Like, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and there, that's true. I do think that it does work in a sense that it, t- it serves Odo's story as a changeling very well or as a fa- slash founder because he is effectively faced with a problem that his his culture created. Mm-hmm. You know, like they probably yeah. genetically engineered these Jem'Hadar to be this way, to effectively yeah. have zero free will. They're literally programmed to not even harm him. So mm-hmm. this is almost... And I, I think it's, you know, clumsy in this sense, but it is demonstrating to Odo just how fucked up the legacy of what he is is. And, you know, you could, like, stretch this a little bit. And I think Avery Brooks does make this comparison that this this is kind of like a kid who grow, grows up in a gang um, yeah. environment. And, yeah. you know, there's obviously drugs on the street and this kid is, like, has no chance and this is how he's going to be. I think mm-hmm. you could argue that Odo is, again, I'm stretching here and I'm probably, you guys feel free to adjust this, but, like, he's a white person who's created a drug problem and you know in his community and he tried to adopt a kid who like grew up in that environment but like the kids already messed up because of the problems he his or his culture created yeah that's you know i think the closest analog at it this this episode has like i never really looked at it that way but i think that's a good analog yeah no that's that that makes total sense yeah um, but um, it, it is sad, though, that there's no like I I know that real life there's not not everybody gets a redemption story, mm-hmm. but in Star Trek we do this like feel, yeah. to have one. We want to have yeah. one. My my favorite part of this episode actually is um, when uh, Marta's at dinner with Cisco and and Jake, and there's a really great moment that I. I, I hate saying the show's really ahead of its time, but like every time I watch it again, I'm like, man, they really. Yeah, I might just be watching it through a lens, but like that moment where uh, she tells Cisco, like, doesn't it suck when people just like, like judge you based on like the what? job that you have? And she's like, kind of a sex worker. Like she's not, but like she's a Dabo girl, and like that kind of feels like an analogy for that. And like. That was such a rad moment. Like, I really love that moment where she was just like, it really sucks when people fucking judge you for that shit. And Cisco's like, I literally yeah. just had a moment earlier today where I was talking about how Shut you're a double girl and you're not going to date my son. That's, yeah, he, I think he's like, yeah. And I don't like that. Or like, I just yeah. choose to not like it. I choose to not like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a great moment. And, uh, I think she that actress is very lovely, by the way. Um, she's really Jill good. Sayre, yeah, and she yeah. she also did voice work after that. Um, and, it, and I'm I sad think we didn't see more of her. I think it's cool though, too, because like at the beginning, when she's like kind of flirting with Jake, it's like, I mean, I was like, this is fucking weird. She's yeah. she looks like she's, she's like 20, 25, maybe 25. 30. Yeah, and <laughs> like, Sirac Lafton is like what 16, <laughs> 17 at this point. Yeah, yeah, and Jake's this like sixteen year old squeaker over there sitting at the bar, being like, "Hey, 
<laughs> he's got, you know, I again, we've said this he's a lot. Game. Jake's got game. Jake's got, got game. game. Good for he him. He really does. Um, I mean, it's it's weird at the beginning, but once once they have that dinner, I, everything was thrown away from me. I was like, yeah, this is fine. They seem like they really like each other. Like, I, I don't see, this doesn't seem yeah, like a problem. I don't even know if they've had sex. Yeah. Seems fine. Yeah. But still, to me, I'm like, Jake, you're still a little too young. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. You're also dating a 16 year old. So this is kind of so weird. here's yeah I want to talk about this a little <laughs> bit because I think we have a lot of room to talk this episode and, and talk about theories and stuff. Uh, yeah. Do you think that the universal translator translates age to like the age, the appropriate age of a species? No. Or is it no. always like no? We defaulted to Earth years, you know, or whatever your species year, uh, years. Oh, are. you mean okay? I thought you were. I thought you were saying, does the universal translator make people look like? Oh no no no! Uh, oh no no! What no. their age would be? Like you know, if, no, if I'm on Bajor, yeah, and my ro- the so. revolution around the Bajoran sun is, you know, four hundred days, then the year is obviously different, right? So a person, I don't think yeah. it does, but maybe. Because they say 26 hours question. for the, the yeah. Bajoran day, right? So their days yeah. are longer. Mm-hmm. What else is different about? And mm-hmm. is a 20-year-old Bajoran girl or woman, like, also what's their physiological development? Like, do they mature? That's, is a 20-year-old Bajoran girl basically a 16-year-old? But also, why is she working as a dabble girl? Is she 16? Uh, yeah, I don't. No matter how you shake it, I think it's still weird. <laughs> it's probably a little weird. Dating uh, a sixteen-year-old <laughs> boy, <laughs> and kind of a wild uh, plot point to go with in a writer's room to be like, "Hey, what if they, Jake was dating a but twenty-one-year-old Dabo?" <laughs> well, this is why Thomas Mayo and Steve Warnick Womack only wrote one episode. <laughs> Don, you were saying uh, that there is a later episode where they break up because she goes to school. So yeah, like maybe, right. maybe that's maybe that's the the case with like Bajoran because maybe she was just like maybe she works as a Davo girl when she's not in high school and it seems like, she goes off to. <laughs> I don't this know. seems like more of like an analogy for like she's eighteen and like because what she says in her story is like I left home because I needed to find work and my brothers and sisters don't like what I do they think it's like gross or whatever so. Like, I could really see this as, like, 18-year-old who graduates from high school, leaves home, gets a job as, like, a waiter or, like, a stripper or, or, or something. Or camming or only fans yeah. or something like that. Yeah, or doing something like that. So, like, the age gap in that sense doesn't seem all that weird. Uh, but physically, she looks at least 25. And he looks like a fucking have, child. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially since like in a later episode, they do find more age appropriate girls for Jake and Nog to be into. Yeah. And Marta is like, uh, you, I mean, Marta's cool though. I'm in love with Marta. I don't feel <laughs> no, like, great. I don't feel like you need to needed to have girls for them to be into Jake no. and Nog in the beginning, at least because like, they're children. I mean, do we do we want to? We can see them have crushes, I guess. But like, I mean, he's sixteen. That's kind yeah. of the the age. That's that age. There's that age. In the earlier see, seasons, I see a high too. school show set in Star Trek. Oh, I want to see so many genre 
stuff set in Star Trek. You guys want to see Riverdale in Star Trek? Hey, what are you going to do? Uh, what are you going to do after senior year? I I don't know. <laughs> man, I could either go into Starfleet or I could be a painter. I just don't Dude. know what I want to do. I really everybody's I like see I could be hit. part of the space authoritarian kind of imperialistic <laughs> science regime, or I I could be a chef in New Orleans. You know? <laughs> I want to see like the shitheads in high school in the Trek universe. Like that's really what I want to see is like the because they they exist. They, yeah. those type of people they never they come never Earth. leave Earth. That was Tom, Tom Paris. Paris. Yeah, Tom Paris, shithead. So just well, give me like a group we do of shitheads. See, we do have a, a, a one episode or a two-parter episode of TNG where we see them in the academy. So we get something yeah. close, mm-hmm. right? Like, Well, I think that's what... Uh, isn't that new uh, Nickelodeon animated show based in like a Starfleet Academy? Oh, with yeah. the... Janeway is going to be in it, right? Yeah. yeah. That's cool. In it. Yeah, which is cool, but you're not going to get the... Like I want like an R-rated shenanigans. Like you I want like, like I wanna, super bad I high school Star movie. Trek. I want like a I want high an American school movie. Pie. I yeah, want I want American like- <laughs> Pie in Star Trek universe. In the Trek universe, I just can't wait till CBS is sh- shat out so much that they're they're just giving tickets to anyone. They're like, y- you got an idea? There you go. You got an idea? Here you go. I'm not gonna just just do whatever. You know, fingers crossed. I would love. <laughs> oh God, yeah, this is great. I love it. That's going to be my my feature film debut. <laughs> Animal House set in the Star Trek universe. <laughs> I'd like I'd like an X-Files type show, which I know Star Trek is kind of already serialized, but like I would like a a ship that's designed to investigate the most fucked up and Laura Dex kind of hinted at this, <laughs> but like the most fucked up shit that Starfleet ever encounters. Like we we have no, no. explanation for this. And a ship like, like a comes in CSI style. X Files in Star Trek? Exactly. That's like fucking awesome. And it's Holy like shit. Starfleet's like, we don't even like these guys. Like this guy got kicked off the Enterprise because he was too radical. And he's like, the Yeah, USS- man, I just don't I don't think Vulcan <laughs> is real. It's like what? I, yeah, man. It's like the alien guy, the guy from Ancient Aliens, yeah, yeah, with like the hair. He's like, fucking. I, I just don't know what to tell you, man. Like aliens aren't real. We're USS X on this ship. We never left Earth. We never got onto spaceships. So you're telling I mean, me we're on a spaceship right now? But I know I'm just in a laboratory hooked into a tube. <laughs> what do you think, though? Like, what do you think would be like if they made USS X Files? Because that's what I'm gonna call this. Yes. Like. Who would uh, Duchovny be, right? Because like Duchovny is all about like aliens and stuff. But if you're in space, you know that aliens already exist. So yeah. like, what is the the next plane of tinfoil hattery? That's why I think it goes the other way to the point. The of Earth is we, flat. Like simulation. You 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 regret regress in that sense of being like, yeah, things are a simulation. Aliens don't even exist, man. Humanity is just stuck in a bunch of like. Baths with fu- tubes in them. That's not fun though, because like the Coveney's like X Files is fun because you're like, yeah, aliens are real, and you want to believe in the Coveney. Whereas like, if you had a flat earther as the captain of the USS X Files, <laughs> right. you'd be like, maybe it's something ah, like I don't know, it's man. Like, maybe it's a conspiracy. <laughs> like maybe there's like the whole, which would I feel the like it man. might it might like move itself into like Section Thirty One. Yeah. area too much but this they'd conspiracy thing of like well, yeah. they'd constantly be going against <gasps> section 31 I bet yeah. they, they yeah, keep if, like if, running if, into yeah, shit yeah. and they're like what's going on here it's like it's another fucking section oh great 31, section yeah. 31 ship just showed up in the sector yeah we know that what's going on his, here 
That would be his his fuck his yeah. whole life goal is to is to unseat Section Thirty One yeah. and show them for the the fucking frauds that they are. Right. That's a rad show right there. I, I love want this that. Show. Sounds awesome. Oh man, they just show up in sector. <laughs> I, I like I like this a lot. Chasing too. Section Thirty One, trying to oust them to get the word out. Basically, are trying to do covert ops of diplomacy and not like covert ops of like of like shooting people and stuff yeah. you know like <laughs> and they're like they're sending flyers out on earth like section 31 is is like is shooting people and killing people like they're keeping people suppressed and people are like this is insane section 31 doesn't exist like no there's no section 31 it's federation it's not in the charter that sounds actually awesome <laughs> that sounds really Alrighty. awesome well we've we've decided at Kurtzman Viacom CBS <laughs> you're listening <laughs> Coming to Paramount Plus in 2023. USS X-Files featuring David Duchovny as the captain of USS X-Files. And Gillian Anderson, or Gillian Anderson as As the doctor. As number one. Who is a redhead. It's USS X, it's USS X, F, one. Guys, it's the NX Files. It's the NX Files. The NX Files. Oh, damn. Fuck. Ooh, that's good. Ooh, it totally you, is, right? I'm going to meme the shit out of this, man. I'm going to meme the <laughs> shit out of this. This is so good. Uh, anyway. <laughs> um, I do want to bring up the fact when uh, when Kira comes into Odo's uh, room and she hasn't seen the room yet. This is the first time we get to see Odo's like new quarters. quarters. Yeah. I love the idea of like rumors going around Deep Space Nine. Of, like, yo, have you seen Odo's quarters? Have you seen his fucking quarters? Wild. Like, what's going on? Real there? weird stuff. It's like a jungle gym in there. <laughs> the fact that I know this is like a big moment where he's like, I don't sleep in the bucket anymore. Yeah. That's that's cool. But I do kind of I it is, I am a little sad that we lose a little bit of his character that he sleeps in a bucket. Like it is it is just um, funny. Yeah. There is that moment though with Kira that I thought was really like acted very well of right after that moment where he's like, I don't, I don't sleep in a bucket anymore. Like if I, I just go into my gelatinous state wherever I want in this room and you see on Kira's face, like, Oh yeah, this is your, this Ooh. is your space. This is yeah. your home. Like, and I feel like I just intruded heavily on it. And like, I pushed yeah. my way in here because I was curious. <laughs> and then she's like, Hey, I'm sorry. Like she apologizes. Like I'm sorry. I didn't mean to like intrude on anything. And he's like, no. Like I. This is where you get to see like the Odo Kira love kind of thing of like, no. I like love him so much. I want you to be here. <laughs> like I want to show you this. Like Odo was like excited to show somebody his quarters and like explain this stuff. I it was a very so... fun acting moment. I felt like on both their parts. This show, I and I've said this way too many times, but like. I haven't watched DS9 in a while and like watching that scene and stuff, it it just makes me feel so warm inside because it's it's so good and all the other trek, it doesn't do that. Like Voyager's fun, TNG's fun, but like DS9, they they do that kind of stuff and it feels good. And it just it feels natural and it means I don't know, real. I yeah. I think they develop the inner personal, inter the inter character dynamics on screen. Whereas I feel yeah. like on TNG and the original series, less so Voyager. 
a lot of the that work was up to the fans. Like people had to mm-hmm. imagine connections. You yeah, know, like oh, absolutely. like Jordy and Data love each other, and like yeah, most of the time we just see them working together. But mm-hmm. it was like yeah, but these guys are best buds, right? Like, and there's a lot of fan art and or like yeah. slash and fiction to, and stuff. You get to see that with like Bashir and fucking and O'Brien. They like they took Jordy and Data and were like, let's make them fucking buds. Like, let's actually yeah. have them do shit. Yeah, and it's fucking great. And I wish Discovery, and they're kind of going in that direction more, but, like, I wish it was more like that. And I think the the structure of DS9 in terms of, like, the kind of gun smoke situation where, like, they're all in the same place, that structure plays to character moments so much better than going from planet to planet looking at stuff. Because even yeah. at the beginning, you know, it opens up with Jake flirting with a Dabo girl in a fucking casino. And then... Like everything is in the same place, and it's it's really really, and it's fantastic. a stationary thing. They're not, yeah, they're not ha- worried about where are we going next. It's like they can't no, distract what's coming next. That's the real question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like every yeah. episode of the Next Generation, when Wesley meets a girl, you're like, yeah, buddy, but like you're gonna be gone in two days. Don't fall yeah. in love. <laughs> and he's like, I think I'm in love with this girl. It's like Wesley. Wesley, you can't fall in love with these girls. There's like a thousand people on this ship. (laughs) Fall in love with a girl on the ship. It's like, no, but I like Ashley Judd. It's like, buddy, Ashley Judd's gone. Come on, man. Come on. (laughs) Let her go. I mean, that happens with Harry Kim all the time, too. Uh, Harry's just falling in love with people. It's like, come on, man. Harry, buddy. Harry, buddy. I told this to Wesley when I was on when I was was on (laughs) Enterprise. And honestly, you are so much older than Wesley, and I shouldn't have to be telling you this, buddy. But don't fall in love you with can't. these girls. <laughs> We're in the Delta Quadrant. We We're going to be leaving. Our, our only objective that is for, for sure is that we're never turning around. We're never going backwards. The only just, thing that is a constant is that we're not going to see these people ever again. I just watched an episode of Voyager, the episode of Voyager where Harry Kim falls in love with this girl on this, uh, like, ship that Voyager's helping, like, fix their environmental shit. Uh And he falls in love with her, and then they have sex, and it's, like, way against protocol. Like, you're not supposed to do that unless you get approval from the captain, and he has sex with her, and then it comes down, and Janeway's like, fuck, yo, dude, no. <laughs> I'm really mad at you. And then he starts glowing all weird because, like, you, he had sex with an alien. He like, you don't STD. know anything. Yeah, he, he um, had a space he took a, ride a ride on, on a rowboat. Rob- <laughs> <laughs> this was the ride in the robot episode. I was like, this is kind of the same shit. But they actually had sex instead of put, put their hands in, like, a jelly bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to watch Enterprise, man. I'm so excited so to watch fun. Enterprise. It's, it's so, so bad, fun, and good, <laughs> yeah. and great sometimes. Yeah. Uh, uh, one thing I'll say, I feel like we're wrapping up on this, yeah. um, but I I also think this is a really good lore episode of DS9 because the Jem'Hadar end up being such a big part of the Dominion War. And mm-hmm. this episode puts a face to them and explains how unfair it is really their existence. You know, like these are people who are bred for war and yep. they're all addicted to Ketracel White, which I don't think is named this episode, but it is 
This is there's it. This one, is established. I yeah. think there's one I episode thought, that it's named where they. I thought I heard Ketrasil in this episode. I don't I know if they, they say, say Ketrasil White. I don't think they call it the White. Heard. Yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah, like it's like, oh, these. So every time we meet the Jem'Hadar again, we think about this kid. We think about these are all child soldiers. You know, these are people who mm-hmm. don't know anything else. And like it is sad. Fight, and every yeah. time a Jem'Hadar ship gl- gets blown up, it it does kind of feel bad. Like you, it has to happen. But yeah, this is, a, you know, the founders are terrible. What have they done to the Gamma Quadrant? So that's, I, I really yeah. like that bit of this episode. Yeah. I think this would be like, if you were to like pair episodes, if you were to like do a double feature of episodes, I think this one would be paired really well with the episode where uh, Bashir and... Uh, O'Brien gets stuck on that planet or get kidnapped essentially with all those Jem'Hadar who are having withdrawals and <clears throat> Bashir's like I, I'm gonna like help you guys like we're gonna get through your withdrawals and they're like no like we're gonna shoot you in the fucking head if you don't like find us some Ketrasil White I think like these two episodes would be really really good cause like it's the beginning of it and then you kind of get the end of it together totally good stuff well, do you guys want to go uh, to the holodeck? Is there anything else? Let's check it out. Yeah, let's check the archives. Accessing Starfleet Archives, Deep Space Nine, The Promenade. Simulating. You may now enter the holodeck. Oh, hey, Bert. Hey, Tom. What's up? How you doing? What happened to your nose? It got royal, royally fucked. Uh, yeah, I got punched in the face. It's like still crooked. Yeah, How? the B- Bashir couldn't the- really like. He tried to snap it back into place, but then just like snapped it the other way. So it- it'll never be straight again. God. Yeah. What got happened? Really- uh, I got. You you remember the that teenage Jemadar that was uh, that Odo was taking care of? Yeah, that guy was kind of scary. Yeah, well, there was this one day where I was sitting on the promenade and I saw him walking, and he's kind of jumping, and I I saw his feet and his feet were moving, and I, I don't know why he was doing this, but his feet were moving and he has he's kind of moving around. He must have been working out, and I I saw him and I thought he's a contender. That guy is a contender. Were you, did you try to get him into one of your boxing matches? Yeah, I mean they're very popular on 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 the the station. Yeah. So I saw him and said that guy, people are gonna love him, uh, and he's gonna knock him out. So I went up to him and I said, hey hey man, uh, I see something in you, um, and I I think I accidentally touched his chest. Um, and I don't know if you remember that whole hubbub on the promenade. Uh, oh yeah, that yeah, a that, big fight. Yeah, he punched me first. Uh, I accidentally what? touched him in the chest, and he just socked me in the nose. My my nose bone almost went up into my brain. I almost died. Yeah, but you know Jemadar are like natural born fighters, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Uh, yes, I knew they, that. they yeah. they are they are natural born fighters, indeed. Uh, well, yes. Oh, hey, 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 where did you, hey, you where'd you come from? <sighs> oh, I I was just um, I was at Bashir's, and I now I am here. I, I am here, and I am fine. Uh, Lopec, you're moving around a lot. Yeah, oh, you're also yeah, scratching. Sit still. Yeah, you okay? Oh, uh, yes, I am fine. I have plenty of energy. This is a normal version of me. Nice nose, by the way, uh, Pert. Tom. Uh, Tom. Thank you. Tommy Tom uh, Tom. 
Tom Space. Tommy Space. Tom Space. Space Boy. Space well, Boy. Heck, the boy from space. You're sweating. You're sweating profusely. And it is cold in here today. Yeah, actually. bro. It's it is not cold. It is it is this is Terok Nor. Terok Nor Terok Nor is the original name of Deep Space Nine. Were you aware of this? Terok yeah. Nor hey. is the original name of Deep Space Nine, and hey, Cardassians like the temperature to be warm because Lopec, the na- yes I'm, yes. I am Pert. really sorry to interrupt Pert you. Lewis. PL just, PL just, Lewis. Okay. Lewis. Um, okay. I've just I've never noticed that little. Uh, that little tube in your this neck. This tube? Oh, this yeah. new tube. Yeah. 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 Yes. Um, Are I, you okay? I'm, oh, I'm absolutely fine. I found a, a great uh, enzyme uh, nutritional supplement in Dr. Bashir's laboratory, and uh, I thought I would just try it out out of curiosity. And let me tell you, I that am, looks an awfully lot like the Ketracel white tubes that yeah. the Jemadar use. Yeah. And the liquid that's pumping into it looks very much like Ketracel White. Are you high on Ketracel White? Are you high on the white? This is a drug? Yeah, Yeah. it's like a very addictive drug that you can't even replicate. Insane. The the founders came up with this drug to make sure that it can't be replicated. I don't even fuck with Ketracel White, man. That the, shit's scary. Uh, I only have one vial of this left. Are you? Wh- How many vials have you had? Well, I've I've started with one this morning, and I've, you know, refilled it twice. Oh. This- you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to go to Bashir. That, by the way, the detox from Ketracel White. This is no no is bueno. Fucking hell. <laughs> There's no bueno, man. They you should could die. But Doctor Bashir needs to label this. But I thought it, it said it literally said nutritional supplement. It said well, nothing because, else on it. Well, that's because the Gem Hadar have to have it. Yeah, They're genetically a, yeah. engineered to be addicted to Ketracel White. Oh. It's a nutritional supplement for them. This is extremely disappointing. Yeah. I. I. I you want to know what's disappointing? What? what? You want to know what's disappointing? What's that, Tommy Space? Losing a girlfriend to fucking Jake Sisko. We Wait, were, hold on. You know that you know that Dabo girl that Jake Sisko is going out with right now? Uh Marta? Marta. Yeah, Marta. The Bajoran female. Yeah. Yeah. We were dating. We were dating briefly. You were right dating before Jake, Wait, you right were before dating Jake briefly. Sisko. Hold on. Yeah. No, I we had gone on a few dates. Things had gone well. You guys ran into me on one of the dates, remember? We were hang- me and Marta were at Corks. I you were standing next to each other possibly. Yeah, I don't remember you guys like sitting ran at in- a table. You ran into us on a date. You were and- you were at the Dabo table and she was running Yeah, because the she Dabo couldn't get off game. work that day. She couldn't get off work that day, so we we changed the date into her working. Oh, uh, and okay. me being there while she was at work. Uh-huh. And then and then 2 weeks into us dating Jake Sisko comes up mm-hmm. and asks her out. And straight up, she just looks at me, looks at Jake Sisko, and says yes. Did he and read then, any poetry? Did he did he do a poem? It was right after one of his poetry readings. His poetry is very mm-hmm. good. Yeah, I, I have been teaching good. him about structure. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you've been to one of his readings, though. You should, If you want to get her back, you should try to get into poetry because he's a really a top-notch poet. 
He's 16 years old. She's 20. How yeah, is that, this even possible? That's a little I'm weird. I'm 34. I mean... Well, that age gap is more concerning than the age gap from her to him. Yeah, yeah actually. But she's, she's a... She's a uh, She's a Bajoran 20. And Bajoran 20 is like technically older, right? So, yeah, I mean, uh, my parents are like, what, 14 years apart? So I guess I don't really see a problem with it. It's just kind of weird. Well, your parents are dead, right, Pert? <clears throat> yeah, that. they got blown to shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. You've calmed down a little bit. Sorry. Lopeg. Yeah, I need to put in this last tube in. Oh, no, you probably shouldn't do that. <sighs> That's disgusting, dude. That is fucking okay. disgusting. All right. Okay. Oh, that replicator looks like it's malfunctioning. I'm going to go assist uh, Chief O'Brien and surprise him with little repairs. Uh, and then I will have to go to Bashir to get him to manufacture me more of this enzyme. Very it's good. non-replicatable. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. Right, right, right. Of course, of course, of course, of course. Um, I will learn with logic how to make more Ketracel white. Thank you so much. Do you want some? Lopec, watch out. You? No, you're going to hit You're gonna hit what? Lewis in the, the what? nose. Watch <laughs> out. No. Oh. What? Oh. This guy? Oh. Pert. Pert. Yo. Is your nose okay? It's bleeding, my guy. It's bleeding oh. no don't worry. hard. I'll put, it, I'll put it back. I'll put it back. No, don't. No, don't touch it. Oh. Oh, I forgot. Oh. You have a human <laughs> nose. It's it's three times weaker oh. than a Vulcan nose. I Actually, apologize. Looks a lot, looks a lot straighter now. Okay. Holodeck content. I completely forgot about the holodeck content. I did too. To be perfectly honest. So Odo's not- plan for helping cure being a Gem Hadar is to take him in and be like, hey, just be a Gem Hadar in here. I, to be fair, to be fair, that, yeah. Odo's Odo's intentions here are right. He was like, look, this and and I probably would have had this idea too. Like, I think a lot of people probably would have had this idea because he's just like, oh, the holodeck, you can't really hurt anybody. So like, look, we have this technology and you are literally bred to do this. So like, I understand that you can't fight that. So when you feel the urge and you feel the need to kill somebody, come in here, do it on the holodeck. Just don't do it out there. Like, yeah. honestly, great idea. But I kind of had the same like face as Kira when Kira walked in on him. It's like, buddy, it's not gonna work. <laughs> I feel like it was the wrong time to introduce that. Like, I feel like that sort of thing could have been successful if it was introduced a little bit later. Because right so early in his development, it feels like it feels like making him feel like it's okay to murder to like hurt people. You know, whereas like maybe later in his development, like six months or something, it's like he once you learn that it's not okay to hurt people, then it's okay to be like to play video I need games to get this urge out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like once you know the military industrial complex. I would almost say that he just needed to do a little bit more groundwork beforehand. I don't know if it was the wrong yeah. time. I feel like he just needed to be like, Hey, here's the history of your people and what my people have done to your people, even though I think mm-hmm. He already knows because the Jemadar have that information kind of encoded into their right. DNA. Programmed. But to like yeah. sit him down and be like, This is this is what it is. Now I want you to know that like you don't have to be that. Instead of being like, Hey, uh, look at this video. Yeah, those are your people. 
cool now. Get yeah. the shit out of this guy. Like, <laughs> yeah. What's I weird agree. with Kira too, and this happens a lot with her character. You know, she's really quick to making a judgment, and we don't really know the Jem'Hadar that well. I mean, they didn't even recognize the species of this teenager, or you know, when they found the baby. Classic and Bashir again. Yeah, right. Like, hey, I know it's um, a baby, and I know it's, I know it's. Uh, this time, he got did better. you run the DNA? Did He's you run better? The He's worst like, doctor. I know it's a baby, uh, and I know it's growing really fast. I just don't know what kind of species it is this time, but I definitely know it's a humanoid this time. I learned. It's like, yeah, it's got two <laughs> legs and two arms and a head. It's a human. I feel like Cisco's like, tell me something I don't fucking know, dude. Like every time I come in here, you say he's got fingers. This guy, he's got fingers. <laughs> there's there's a guy in the background that's like a random DNA scan. It's a Jem'Hadar. I'm just telling you, it's Jem'Hadar. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's that? Yeah, the, nothing. Nothing. The the medical intern. Yeah. This it's like it's a Jem'Hadar genetically enhanced. He doesn't fucking even fucking run the DNA. Just run the DNA. For, What'd you for say? The ninth, nothing. Ninety seventh time, just run the DNA. <laughs> he's like leaving Instead like little notes like racquetball. <laughs> He's like leaving <laughs> screens open that show like Jem'Hadar DNA patterns. It's everywhere. Just like, everywhere. <laughs> Just maybe he'll get it. Maybe he'll notice it. No. He starts typing. He starts typing it out on like the word processor and like leaving it open and walking away. Yeah. Run the DNA. Run the DNA. And Bashir walks up to it and is like, hey, hey, Have hey, Gerald, run? do you want me to keep this? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, too late. I already no, saved no, it. It's, it's, I, I no, you can delete it. it. Oh, it's cool. It. I saved it. I, I minimized it. I saved it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, like Kira struts in. They don't know much about the Jem Hadar when she's like, Look, I don't know much about the Jem Hadar, but I'm super racist against them. Like, like <laughs> we, had, we had one bad encounter with them, and I'm pretty yeah. sure that represents all of them. And it turns out she's right, which is a weird message for this episode to send. Uh, again, I mean, yeah. for she, Star Trek. Yeah, she is the reactionary, though, like, of the show, yeah. which is, like, re- refreshing. This is very much enough. the same epi- same same response, like, same message of the show that we got from uh, from that one TNG Marta. episode. Oh, or <laughs> that one TNG episode where uh, What's-Her-Name comes on board. It's like, oh, by the way, uh, I hate these guys. These squid people fucking suck. Oh, at the end, by the way, I knew they were terrorists. The I whole time. Manhunt. Yeah. yeah. I think we reference Manhunt as an episode more than any other episode. We really do. Yeah, I don't know why. There's a, I think we talked about it at the time, but we're like, this is a bad episode, but it does a lot to establish for lore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Kira's, yeah, she's like, he's a Jem'Hadar. He's never going to change. Uh, what do you, I, I like the fighting. Like I like that this this dude got into all that makeup. <laughs> they invented a species for to this episode. It never up. appears anywhere else, and it's mm-hmm. just this is Odo's training program, and it's just a guy getting his ass beat for hours. <laughs> one of my favorite parts about it is um, just like the level one happens right, and then uh, he's like, "Hey, can can it be harder?" And Odo's like, "Yeah, sure, uh, make it level two. and. He kind of, he's kind of not doing well against this alien at level two. 
he's kind of getting his butt kicked in certain aspects and he's like it's too easy make it harder i'm like it's not too easy buddy he just like you, bested you, you getting, a, a second ago getting like whipped my guy <laughs> <laughs> you messed up dude <laughs> yeah um Anything that's all else? that really happens is yeah. he just like fucks this dude up and, and Kira like, comes in and yeah and they leave the holodeck real quick and then he comes right back in and sees him just like wailing on the guy i right? wanted yeah. i wanted like the holodeck program to have like combos you know like when you're you want to get really good totally. at a video game you're like wow like how long have you been chaining that combo it's like i i might like 94 hits without getting hit <laughs> like i'm fucking crushing it what difficulty level is it? it's like it's 12 but like I got learned this new move and I can chain it this way. Like he's just like really like fighter also, fighting game nerd. I also thought it'd be really funny if Odo walked back in and uh he just had like the alien's head just like separated from his body. And he's just like, does it go any harder? <laughs> that that would have been a really great like comedic button. montage of it's like Odo button. coming in and be like, How you good? How you doing? He's like holding a bloody leg and is like, yo, this is awesome. I'm having a great time. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mr. Odo. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mr. Odo. It would have been nice if he had a friend, though. I feel like if he had a friend, Jim Hadar, they would be the like the classroom bullies. Well, Jake, they were Jake in. and Nog really uh, dropped the ball on this one. Jake was too, too busy with girls. Jake was too busy dating a Dabo girl to make friends <laughs> with the Jim Hadar. Seriously, Not, I feel like that should have been initiative one from Cisco. Be like, Jake. You gotta go make friends with this psycho. But dad, he could kill me. Sorry, dude. You gotta do it. Hey, you're my ambassador for all kids stuff. You have to figure it out. And don't tell them you're dating a a fucking Dabo girl. You're gonna make them feel bad. (laughs) (laughs) You guys wanna rate this? Yeah. Let's rate rate it. it. Let's rate it. Dialogue. Yeah, a one. Give it a one. (laughs) It exists. I was gonna give it a one. I I like that the sincerity of can I? When it's like, yeah. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it up. Fuck it up. Can, I, can it be harder? <laughs> yeah. Stop asking me. Just you. You run the program. Do whatever you need to do, dude. Yeah. Uh, romance. Zero. Big old goose egg. Ziba. Action. I thought the choreography was pretty good. The foley yeah, was no, nice. Definitely. Yeah. And go with the three on this one. Well, three because um, it's it's pretty nuts. He's really. I was going go with a four. Going ham. Like, the action's pretty good. Yeah, I'll split the difference. Three five. Suspense. Big old goose egg. Zero. I'll give it a zero as well. I can't really pull anything there. Uh, camp. I do like, I think it's pretty campy that they, they some camp. The, the Tigarian. I think, I think the line, can I, is yeah. still is pretty campy. Three. So. I think three. I'm going to go with a three as well. Three for me as well. And the stakes. Um, big old goose egg. I think there's some stakes here because when Kira comes in and it's like, what are you crazy? Like, what are you doing? Like, there's some stakes to be had of like, is he making the right decision to do this at this time? Odo's kind of trying to prove something, not just about this kid, but about himself, I think. Because, you know, like for Odo, he's a founder and founders suck. And he's like, well, if I can change this person, it's proof that like I can be different. You know, like if this person can be different from their programming, I can be different from their programming. 
But yeah. by the end of it, Odo realizes, well, like I can be, but he can't be. Uh, but I think that there, there's a lot of stakes for Odo in that sense, uh, emotionally. Not Nobody's going to die from this, but yeah. I mean, could this be a reflection on Odo in a sense where, I mean, in the end, he's not a like a murderer like, you know, the founders, but in the end, he can't resist joining like the the collective right so this could be a reflection on him of like his natural urges can't be resisted i don't know if that's what they were going for but like it could be a, a foretelling of yeah like what's to come for him i'm gonna give it a two yeah that's kind of what i was thinking too too i'm gonna go with a one five one five okay we we blasted through that that was uh, quick, yeah. Yeah, computer. Yeah. What's our final score? Calculating. 1.56. All right. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's that sounds fine. Yeah, I mean, for a holodeck scene where they don't even bother having an environment in it, it's a pretty good score. Yeah. I think it's uh, the yeah. second a holo, uh, holodeck scene that we've seen so far that doesn't have an environment. First yeah. one was the schism. Where they're Shism. figuring yeah. out a table. There's there's a lot of Voyager episodes where you don't see the environment. <laughs> yeah. So this does score higher than the Icarus Factor, but lower than A Man Alone. <laughs> I think Thank the Icarus God. Factor would be way higher on this list if the Ambo Jitsu scene was in the holodeck like I thought it would have been. Yeah, but. no, totally. And honestly... <laughs> I literally, thinking back on it, thought that the Ambo Jitsu scene was in the holodeck. And I was like, why did we rate it so low? That scene is kind of ridiculous. And then then you're like, oh, yeah, it's not in the holodeck. Because it's not in the holodeck. (laughs) We got hella lucky. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think that's about right for this episode. No no drapes. If they had drapes in this episode, it would have been flowy drapes. drapes. Although it did make me, during this episode, I was thinking, I was like, well, if... Memory Alpha is correct, and which I don't think it is. Honestly, this is the first time I think Memory Alpha is wrong. Um, and uh, Quark only has one Hollow Suite. That's wrong. That's totally wrong. That's no fucking. I was like, this literally is a the Hollow Suite that the flowy drapes was in. This is what the that looks like without the flowy drapes. No, <laughs> no. He's at least got three. At the very least, I mean, just as a business owner, yeah. You don't want to have only one holodeck. That's insane. It's like laser tag. You got to have like three rooms. Totally. And I think it's in our intro song. He says, spend all your time in the hollow suites. Yeah. He makes it plural. Uh, Well, also, especially like with the, that Nog episode where he literally lives in the hollow suite. If I was fucking Quark, I'd be like, nah, dude, I got one. You can't (laughs) live in here. Like. This is money lost every day. (laughs) I think, uh. I think what's his name also like talks about fixing multiple hollow suites all the yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. Memory Alpha, correct yourself. Uh, thank also, you for all the free content, but correct yourself. I want to give a, before we uh, finish up here, I want to give a shout out to uh, O'Brien um, once again, because there's that really great scene where Cisco's like, hey, uh, could you come fix my replicator again? Because <laughs> it's real fucked up. <laughs> and then O'Brien like, his- <laughs> oh, fuck. I told you I was going to fix that tonight's your dinner. And like, Shit. oh. 
I'm sorry, I had like 10 other replicators to fix. Everybody's replicators can fucked. Uh, that's so fucking funny. There's just, they need to hire two, just three people who only fix replicators for DS9. You know that O'Brien's put that request into Cisco, and he's been like, "Sorry, we don't have the personnel." And he's like, "Come on, man! Like, like seven thousand people on this." Phone. O'Brien's like, "O'Brien's like, can't you just fucking cook your meal without the replicator for once?" You're so well, always talking about how good of a cook you are. To Asshole. be fair, I would cook so much if I had a replicator, because I could just replicate ingredients at will. Like the, I'd cook all the time. The perfect it would proportions. Be awesome. Yeah, at the perfect proportion. It's like it's fucking blue um apron. Blue apron. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the blue apron shit literally right there. It's so good. Uh replicator uh uh make me uh the ingredients for a tomato bisque. Tomato bisque <laughs> replicating. No, no. No, no. no, no, no. I, I want the ingredients. ingredients. Your tomato bisque sucks, replicator. Yours sucks. <laughs> They're like typing typing in on their data pad like uh, recipe for tomato bisque and it's got a whole list and they're like I need a uh, replicator uh two <laughs> two quart uh two quarters of uh garlic uh I need three tomatoes <laughs> and, and, and the computer's just like um do you just want me to replicate you some tomato bisque no and then <laughs> the computer just straight up goes like I have 300 different varieties of tomatoes. Tomato what tomato do you want? <laughs> and you're like, fucking Jesus uh, Christ, just give me a fucking tomato. <laughs> yeah, I would love, I would love like whoever's replicating this when the computer's like, do you want to just make you a tomato bisque? They're like, no, fuck, <laughs> you, no, fuck you. Like, you always ask me that. Your tomato bisque sucks. I'm sorry. I have to say it, I but just, it's fucking bad. I just gotta do it this way. <laughs> I oh, another thing I do like just a shout out is is just Quark and how much of a heart of gold he has. Yeah. He, he bought that freighter sight unseen. He broke a rule of acquisition to do it. And then there's a baby. Mm. And instead of just like ditching the baby, he brings it to Bashir. <laughs> Can He's I like, just say though, hey. this is like classic uh what's that law where cops get to keep your shit? Oh without a hundred percent. Uh, what is it yo. called? Fuck. Uh, uh, what's that law called? But it's just straight up like gold. Like like Quark is in the right here. He goes like, wait yeah. a second, hold on. Like I bought this stuff, and now you're gonna like just and then uh, uh, Cisco. Cisco. Cisco gives him the look. He's like, yeah, you're right. You can have it. Cisco <laughs> it has Puck. Cisco has the best scold at of any of the captains. Like when somebody back talks and he just looks at fucking Quark, and you're like. I would be like, yeah, no, it's cool. I'm going to stop. I think, (laughs) yeah, I I agree. And I felt the same way too. And I think that scold tells more of a story of just like, Quark, remember the time you like helped those people hijack the space station and I didn't arrest you? Quark, Quark. remember the time when- (laughs) Quark, this is the first time you've done something legally. So- (laughs) Yeah. It's more of a, come on, dude. (laughs) We're going to be taking this. Yeah, come on. <laughs> you should be in jail for treason. Uh, yeah, you should be in jail. Yeah. What are we doing next week? Oh, we didn't talk about it. What should we do? Next week, uh, we're doing... Seven has been in Voyager's holodeck to try to experience what it would be like to be more human. She enjoys a simulation of an upcoming baby shower for Tom and Torres. She also <gasps> develops a relationship with a computer-generated Chakotay. 
Let's do that one. Oh yeah, let's do, let's do that. I remember. I remember this that episode. That's awesome. A crazy one. I, is this late let's, Voyager? Let's, that's what. Is this late Voyager? Like I think so. Let me see. Seven season Voyager. Else. It's called Human Error. Uh, it's season seven, episode eighteen. I'm gonna write this down in my notes. <laughs> so I don't have to ask you guys. Thank you so much for listening to Trek to the Holodeck. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Discord. Just look for Trek to the Holodeck. We have some pretty funny memes sometimes, and you get to be up to date uh, on everything that we're posting out there. And uh, our weekly episodes come out on Spotify and everything else, so make sure you subscribe there. And please consider leaving a review if you enjoyed it. Or if you didn't enjoy it, give us some constructive criticism. We appreciate that as well. Um, our computer voice is provided by Verona Blue. Thanks, dude. Yeah. Uh, intro and outro music uh, is by Bodyline. Uh, it's used with permission from Midwest Collective. It's available on Bandcamp without all of the cool Star Trek sounds that Jan put over it. And finally, if you wanted to give us a job Viacom CBS <laughs> making this uh, uh, NX Files show, we will take it. Yo. We'll take it. We're good. This week, we're we'll good. We'll do it. We're good this week. <laughs> Guys. Okay. What? We should do NX Files as a radio play. Oh, that Imagine would be fun. Imagine like it. a bi-weekly NX Files. <laughs> Let's do it. God, I love it. That's actually it's really great. Because yeah. fuck why be, come CBS that could be the and they're going to clamp our, down fast. That could be the launch of our Patreon. And we'll actually make money off of Star Trek. <laughs> and then we'll finally get sued by CBS Viacom. <laughs> That's the whole, it's literally the whole ploy for this whole podcast is to get a, a cease and desist letter from Viacom CBS. <laughs> we did it, guys. We got, we pissed them off enough that they sued us. <laughs> we did something That would be good really enough. fun, though. The NX Files radio play. Thanks so I much for listening, everybody. Yeah. yeah. And transmission. spent virtually every free hour in the hollow suite. And for a while, I almost forgot he was a hologram. That means the holodeck safeties are off. Computer, execute complete shutdown of the holodeck. All holo simulations have been terminated. 